Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. Hello and good and now, evening, everyone. here's today's show. Hello and good evening, everyone. This is Frank Maduri, and welcome to Undivided, the big premiere show. I'm happy that you all are along with me on this journey as we start the first episode of what I hope is many in this series that I came up with uh, conceptually. Uh, Undivided is an idea that I had uh, when thinking about everything that's going on in the world today, Um, the world seemingly coming apart at the seams, uh, looking around at the news is... Uh, it's very easy to see that some days more than others. And I was looking at you know, some of the divisions that society places upon us, uh, what I like to call societal constructs. I'm going to be talking a lot about that um, in the uh, days and in the episodes ahead, so to speak. Uh, and changing that focus instead of on what keeps us divided on what keeps us together, Uh, that there's harmony really at the center of all people, that we're more uh, alike than we are unalike. Uh, Focusing on that uh, peace and unity, uh, that harmony uh, among people. Uh, Society is trying to always, I think, tear us down. Uh, And as coaches, you know, we were told to, you know, and taught to build each other up. Uh, So along the way here, um, how I foresee this going in the future is I'll have guests on that will contribute to this dialogue, Um, uh, concepts such as faith over fear and hope over despair, uh, some of those sub-themes I'll get into shortly. Uh, But how I see uh, each episode going is I'll give an introduction, uh, that theme for that show, I'll get into why that theme and how that theme ties into uh, the broader theme of the divisions within society um, and how uh, to break down those divisions. Uh, So it could be um, individualism versus community. That's a a good place to start. Uh, Then I'll go into uh, the guest. I'll have the guest on, whoever that guest is going to be for the show, have their contribution uh, based upon their experience and uh, upon their role in this dialogue, if you will, and then focus in on a segment that I would like to call bridging the divide. So how are we going to then take what we know as we identify, uh, for example, um, holding grudges versus healing, and we identify that holding a grudge against someone is going to be very negative to trying to build communities, to try and build harmony and and peace, and that discord is really going to pull that down. Well, okay, how do we deal with that? How do we heal, and how do we move on? How do we bridge that gap? 
what does that mean? If people are, if we have a grudge against somebody, what is it going to take to achieve forgiveness and get rid of that resentment or that feeling of holding a grudge and moving forward? So the bridging the divide is going to be in the middle of the show. Uh, there's been a lot of interactivity around that as well. Um, and then the final segment will be something called Common Ground, and that's going to summarize uh, the show, uh, summarize the topic uh, for that particular episode, and, and see where we could find common ground uh, between two sides of an issue. And there may be some you know, really intense issues that uh, end up coming to the surface here. Uh, so many people have asked me as I got prepared for this uh, premiere you know, why did I choose to do this and um, why did I choose this theme? And I felt it was really incumbent upon me based on my experiences both in my life and in that journey and professionally and, and what I've done. Uh, so I feel like since I'm the newest member of this team and I'm really honored to be here um, on Life Coach Radio Network, I'm really uh, happy that Russ Terry asked me to do this. And... Um, uh, what they have going on on the networks. Uh, there's three different channels now on the network um, for those who are new to this platform. Uh, there are a lot of um, really, really unique and uh, interesting shows and uniquely talented people involved. Um, and I'm going to get to that as well. I'll do, I like promoting other people, uh, especially people I work with, and um, uh, I'll be promoting those shows at different intervals throughout a given episode. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things coming up here on Life Coach Radio Network. Um, but I was very, very blessed to be able to do this. Um, I've uh, done a number of things in, in my life and in my career. And without giving you my whole resume, uh, uh, last uh, about four or five years I've spent as a professional writer. Uh, so I've done a number of different things for different news organizations, different websites, uh, local magazines. Uh, I've written for um, a website as big as Yahoo or SportsIllustrated.com to something as small as a, a local newspaper or a really small regional magazine um, and covering uh, local issues such as Hurricane Sandy and the Hurricane Sandy recovery um, and that sort of thing. Some of my work has been distributed globally, which has been a tremendous blessing. There is nothing more, um, there is nothing more humbling than seeing your words in a different language. Um, I, I carry with me a lot of humility, um, and there's nothing more humbling than uh, seeing your words in, you know, Thailand or uh, Bulgarian, and then getting notes from people in those countries about how that work resonated with them. Um, I do have a background in broadcasting, both in radio and TV. Um, I did TV work in college. I did some radio work there, too. And then I had pursued a radio uh, career uh, at a midpoint stop after some other things in my career. Uh, so I have experience doing the radio. I've also published a poetry collection on Amazon. And my second book is in front of a major publisher at this point. Uh, so that's sort of my background. I've also worked in pharmaceuticals. I've worked in the nonprofit area, and that's where I really saw a lot of what happens in the world. Uh, my role at a nonprofit in New York City it was a healthcare nonprofit. I was charged with procuring uh, pharmaceuticals 
medical supplies, dental supplies, surgical supplies, etc., cetera, uh, for developing world areas, uh, places in great poverty, great despair. And um, in that work, I saw how much we are really fortunate. And as we come up on July 4th, and that's really, you know, front of mind, front of consciousness for me is how blessed we are to live in the greatest country in the world, uh, how great it is to be an American, and how blessed we are to what is God has given to us. So the dive in for today, uh, now that I gave you a little bit about me, um, I wanted to start with um, focusing in on the importance of community, um, and that's really at the heart of this show. Uh, how can we be, we're, we're undivided, how can we be, we, uh, we're divided at this point, excuse me, how can we be undivided is, you know, being linked as a community, being linked in, as families, it starts in the family, in the home, in the community, and then spreads to the region and to the, and to your state and to your world. So it's all got to start at really a micro level. So what does that really mean? You know, you can say that, you know, we have to be stronger communities and it sounds great. You can put that on a, a bumper sticker or put that on a campaign slogan and, and run with that. And that, that's great. But what does it really mean? Um, I had a discussion with a colleague of mine about you know, the community that I'm in at this point and how there really isn't that much going on. There, there are no real events there's no real central community area, and that's something that is that we've been discussing, uh, this gentleman and myself, um, how can we do that? And it starts at the grassroots level. It starts with different organizations, but it even starts smaller than that. It starts with you and me. You know, people like to discount, oh, uh, you know, one person can't make a difference. And in coaching, we know that that's not true. Uh, part of uh, my focus and my coaching practice that is, you know, really in its infancy here is to help people unlock that potential that lives within them. Uh, each one of us is uniquely talented, uniquely gifted, and that value that you bring, each one of you uniquely, uh, is very important. You know, society wants to tear us down, um, as I said earlier, and I like to build people up. I, I look at people's strengths, and I think we need to do that more. Instead of, you know, everyone focusing in on, well, he does this wrong or she does that wrong, what do they do right? What, what is good about what they've done? And that's, I think, a really important question to position here. Um, so how are we going to do that? Well, it starts with having faith, um, and, and that's just faith in yourself. It could be faith in God. Uh, it could be faith in uh, your husband or wife, your partner, your spouse, uh, a sister or brother, uh, an uncle. You get the picture. Faith in a friend, faith in an idea. It could be faith uh, of anything. Um, fear is a very powerful thing. You know, we talk about it in, in coaching terms uh, at IPEC. Uh, we talk about that as being the gremlin or the inner critic. You can use either either term. And the, the strength and the power uh, that a gremlin or an inner critic can hold over a person, that little voice in the back of your head that says, oh, you're not worth that, or you're, you can't do that, or this is too big for you. 
Um, I know someone that got told that and uh, ended up pulling off a really big event locally, speaking of local events and the importance of community. And was told by a lot of people, well, you can't organize that. Um, it will never happen. And they did. And the event was a big success. So it goes to show you that that faith, having that faith over that, uh, that fear that could be really limiting. Same with me. You know, when I started out um, on my own freelance writing, uh, I really took that leap. There was a lot of faith there. Uh, there was a lot of fear at the same time. My gremlin, as you would say, was screaming in the back of my mind saying, oh, you can't hit, you know, go live with that website. Uh, this is going to be a complete, you know, an abject failure. And what if that happens? And I had faith. And, and I believed that. I believed in myself. Uh, I believed in what my family was telling me. And I believed in... Um, what I could do and how I could impact the greater good, the, the consciousness that was always what it was about for me. Um, I've done some work in the Catholic media. I've been really blessed to have done that. I'm really proud of that work, and I'm really proud of, of some of the news writing that I've done and some of the, the stories I've covered, like on, on GMOs and food, on big mergers and what big industry is trying to do to us. And, and that's the other thing. You have all these forces coming at you to drive that fear. And that's going to be a large part of this, sh this series of the show uh, is what happens with that, uh, the societal, I'd say, pull towards fear, dr that driven, fear-driven complex, uh, if you will, that's really uh, bought in by the news media and the culture. Uh, the media wants to tell you everything that's wrong with the world. Um, you know, it, it takes no stranger to know you turn on the TV news at night, you're not going to see too much in the form of good. And there are a lot of good stories out there. So my thing was always to focus in on what is good about humanity, what is good about society, because there's a lot of good going on, and they don't want us to know about that. They want to keep that, that despair going and, and suppress that hope, which is another thing, another, another sub-theme of this show. You have to have hope over that despair, but it starts with, with faith and having faith over the fear that your own inner critic, the critics that are around. I, I work with a guy, I meant to mention this before, uh, who is a musician, I actually worked with a couple of musicians um, in a job that I do, and um, they do this as kind of like a side gig and um, a little more than a hobby, but something that they've done for a long time. And one of them in particular was, you know, really getting hit on um, making a um, uh, an album that they had put out over, you know, these platforms like iTunes and things like this, like we are on iTunes. Um, and he was putting it out over an internet platform like you would do today, you know, digital music. The CD is a dead art form unless you're me. Um, but I digress. Uh, he got a lot of flack from people. They're saying, oh, you know, you're not going to, this isn't going to be anything. And uh, there was a lot of uh, what, what uh, people would say in slang, a lot of shade being thrown at him. And I spoke to him. He was pretty upset one day. And I said to him, hey, you know what? Don't let these people get to you. Uh, 
and it was a coaching moment for me as as I sidebar this, but um, don't let these people get to you. If you really believe in this, in this art form, in this work, and what you're doing, and what it could mean for other people, then you should go ahead and do that. You shouldn't listen to them just because, you know, that's, that's, that's what they want you to believe. They want you to quit. So with that, he had a really successful uh, opening with his uh, debut, uh, I guess you would call it an album, his debut, um, and what's probably going to be, he's already working on uh, on a second collection of, of music. So that's very impressive um, that he was able to take that and have faith in, in himself. Uh, faith in, in his family was very encouraging to him. I, I know that from knowing him. And, and overcoming that, that fear that could have made him say, you know what? I don't want to do this. So at this point, we're about 15 minutes in. I welcome you in. Again, this is Undivided, the big premiere show. And I'm your host, Frank J. Maduri. And, and other people ask me, and I'm, I meant to mention this before too, um, I've always used the J or I've used the J for most of, of my life, my middle initial. Uh, but I really started uh, using it when I went out on my own, as I mentioned before, as a freelance writer. There was another person named Frank Maduri, and he works in a very high-profile job. Um, he used to work for BlackBerry when they made phones in Canada. And now he works for a major company in Canada. He's a very high-ranking executive. So he his internet history and his internet footprint is huge. So in order to differentiate myself, I use the middle initial. In some ways it helps because people put in my name, they get me, but then they were confused whether it was me or whether it was the gentleman in Canada. We've actually had some dialogue on social media, which is pretty funny, but uh, we're about 15 minutes in, a um, little more, and I wanted to just um, uh, put out a, a, a identification for the show uh, so that you know what you're listening to. And uh, thank you for coming along with me on this journey, as I like to call it, and a start of a, a broader dialogue on very, very important issues to our future, uh, future of our communities, future of our families, uh, future of our, our collective ideal, um, and how much that's been really manipulated by outside forces and with some of the tools we have in the box today, as, as I like to call it, we can really get that back on track. You know, social media can be a really strong force for, for some bad things to happen, but it also be a very strong force for good. Uh, you see what Twitter did in a country like Egypt, you know, a few years ago with, with independence there and, and how they utilize that to motivate and uh, collect as a, uh, a collective community and a collective nation. Uh, to achieve that, and as we come up on July Fourth, what that what that means that that independence and freedom, uh, that freedom that we're afforded. Um, a quick promotion: the uh, Life Coach Radio Network has a show called Think Tank. Uh, next program is going to be at 12 noon on July the 12th. Uh, the last episode, which is archived. Um, uh, dealt with obsessive guilt and how uh, obsessively feeling guilty uh, can really paralyze you. So Think Tank airs at 12 noon on July the 12th here on Life Coach Radio Network. 
So now we're back uh, to Undivided, and thank you for being with me here on our uh, maiden voyage, so to speak. Uh, the faith over fear aspect can be taken many different ways. Uh, it can relate to something as small as what I mentioned before, you know, making an album or writing an article or starting a business, um, which is a big thing. Um, and it could relate all the way down the line. Uh, it could be over any individual or any collective effort. Uh, a film festival, as I mentioned, my friend did before, and everyone said that wasn't going to be possible. Uh, or people had done that before and it hadn't gone well. Uh, that fear that other people are always trying to cut you down, uh, I'd like to flip that narrative and say, okay, how can we build people up? What are their unique strengths? You know, people as, as a whole, as a collective, are flawed. You know, human beings are flawed. Uh, we all have our issues. I have them just like anyone else. But if I didn't have people showing me and kind of demonstrating to me, you know, what I can do well, uh, you know, my family was really strong in, in my decision to become a life coach and a uh, professional coach. Uh, my sisters, my wife, you know, they, they really pushed me to do that. They saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. I said, oh, I, I can't do that. Um, you know, not built to do that. And then, you know, one day the light bulb goes on. Um, or one day you wake up and say, you know what, I'm not going to let that fear of do I have the time uh, to take the classes. You know, I've, I was dealing with someone recently who was, who was thinking about that uh, with graduate school, you know, do I have the time to go for my, you know, graduate degree in X when I have Y and Z going on in my life? And my response to them in another coaching moment was, you can if if you really want to, you know, uh, scaling question, you know, how much do you really want it? And and how can we get you there? How can we get you to take, what is that first step? And how can we get you to take it? Um, and that's kind of where that is right now is, is in the application process, which is really cool. Uh, and, and finding that, you know, way to circumvent all this negativity that seems to really permeate the conversation. Uh, you have the, the media and Wall Street and, you know, all these people trying to create division or with along, you know, financial grounds through uh, this person looks different or believes something different than me. Uh, they want to tear us apart. You know, I've talked in, in many different forums with people about divisions within religion, divisions within even Christianity. Uh, they want to pull us apart that way as well. You know, the core tenets of every religion are love and faith and peace and honoring your parents and honoring your loved ones. Um, those are the core tenets in any religion. And everyone wants to point out, well, you know, this is happening. This religion did this. And these guys, you know, embezzled money. And, you know, these guys did this. And these guys messed up a community. And these guys did X, Y, and Z. And this religion did Y and X. And whatever the case is. But the important thing to come back to at the end of the day is the tenets of those religions and, and what they preach you know there's there's a, a few bad apples in every bunch as i like to say that shouldn't bring down the entire the entire system the entire institution 
that shouldn't be enough to take your own personal faith. You know, your own personal faith should overcome some of those external things that go on. There's a lot of uh, discord. Um, how do you find peace? Just even within the context of, if you want to think of it interpersonally, throughout your own day, how do you find peace there? We talk a lot about in, in coaching, you know, the um, the construct of being centered, doing centering, as they would call it, um, meditation, uh, guided meditation, things of those nature. Prayer is another big, huge one for people. Um, and I think it's got to be whatever really works for you. Um, uh, prayer is something that works very, very strongly in my own life as far as achieving that peace. Um, centering yourself, making sure you're focused and grounded. And sometimes that takes getting away from your own situation to realize, and that can be really difficult. Um, at points we're so stuck, uh, you know, myself included, I'm stuck in my own world, my own mind, uh, my own what right is right in front of me, the, the, the six inches in front of my windshield, as my old mentor used to say. Um, that can really be part of the issue. Uh, how do we break away? Can we step away? And when and if we do, I think there's a lot of um, value to that. Because at that point, you can then say to yourself, okay, I have a different perspective. Um, I have a different uh, viewpoint of this situation. You know, person X, my neighbor Bill, has it worse than I do because of X, Y, and Z uh, going on in his life that I thought my life was bad. My grandmother used to say, you know, you, um, you put your problems in a hat, you wish to pick your own back out. And that's a um, saying that's resonated with me my entire life, and, and it's true. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about a, a lot about in this show individualism versus community. There's this whole, you know, construct, if you will, in, in society about, uh, you know, you have to do what's right for you. I, I, I call it meism. Some other people call it relativism. You'll hear that word a lot. You can read about it. People have written books about it. I've read a book about it. You know, relativism, if it feels good, then just do it. Don't think about the consequences to other people. Uh, don't think about doing the right thing. Just, you know, go for it. Uh, you know, if it hurts somebody, then who cares? Uh, you know, individualism, what, what's in it for me? What's good for me? Uh, what am I going to get out of this transaction? Instead of looking at it as a we thing. You know, what, how are we doing as communities? What are we looking to achieve as a family, as a neighborhood, as a uh, development, as a society? Uh, those are very important conversations to at least start. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping I'll, I'll find some solutions, uh, but I really want to start digging, as they would say. You know, I don't want to just sit here on the sideline and not contribute to that dialogue. That's some of that dialogue that's going to be involved in this uh, show as we move forward in future episodes is looking at that. Uh, what is good for the common good, the good of the whole? Our founders looked at that, speaking of 4th of July and and the birth day or the birth 
day of America, essentially, and the idea that's America. It's, you know, the, the Irish rock band U2 would say America is more than just a country. It's an idea, and it is, if you think about it. Uh, and what does that represent, and what are people trying to do to distort that idea? We could have a whole dialogue just centered on that, that concept alone. Uh, then you get into the generational stuff, because I think some of the that individualism is ingrained within Americans. You know, you have to go out and achieve your own dreams. You have to go out and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and all that uh, kind of dial diatribe that would go on. That was really patently incorrect, because when you're out for yourself, you're running over somebody else. Um, that person may need just a hand up, not a hand out. As so many people feel, oh, everyone's looking for a handout and, you know, this and that. They Sometimes in life you need someone just to pull you up and it gets you back on solid footing and it gets you going again. And that individualism prevents that. It, it puts so much in your own path that you're not thinking about how, you know, Stacy's doing next door or, or Scott's doing down the street. You're thinking about, well, how am I going to pay my bills today? Um, and, and I found in my life when I've disconnected that thought process and just focused in on what's good for the, for the collective, all my other problems work themselves out. Uh, you give to others and, and you get back. And I, I really believe that. And I think if we start doing that more as a society, there'll be a lot of uh, healing that will take place. Another one of my colleagues, I'll talk about a lot of different people. I'm really involved in, in different aspects of, of my church parish community. Uh, it's uh, my parish's big uh, fundraiser, the church fair is this week. So a lot of my friends from that walk of life um, are doing that today and this week. Um, so it's unfortunate they couldn't be with us live. Um, I know a lot of them really support this idea and, and, and this concept. I'm hoping to have some of them on as both callers and guests in the future. Um, some of them do some really amazing things. All of them do amazing things. I think we all do uh, amazing things in our lives. But some of them do things that are really germane uh, to this conversation, you know, working at the UN and working with organizations that do a lot of public outreach and community outreach. Uh, so we're really going to start that ball rolling. But right now we're at the midpoint of the hour. We're at 7.30 here in the East. Thank you very much uh, for joining me on Undivided. You're listening to Undivided, the newest show here on Life Coach Radio Network. I'm the, uh, the newbie, as they call me, the newest member of the Life Coach Radio Network team. Um, I'm Frank J. Missouri. It's 731, if you want to get exact, and mark my words, the show hosted by Mark Shaw that's run for a long time, I'll just put it that way, on Life Coach Radio Network. Uh, next episode is Sunday, July 2nd. That's Sunday night, July 2nd at 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Life Coach Radio Network. Join Mark if uh, some of you may know, know him out in the audience, some of you may not. He's a really dynamic coach, really dynamic motivational speaker. Um, and really dynamic person. So that's Sunday night, July 2nd at 9 p.m. Uh, when you're hanging out July 4th weekend, check that out. Okay, so we have a, um, a call coming in. 
and I'm going to put the caller on. Uh, first thing I ask is that you mute or uh, you mute your computer speakers. And what's your name? Where are you from? And what's your question? Hello. Hi, this is Maria from Manasquan. Hi. Hi, Maria from Manasquan. How are you? Good. How are you? I love your show. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. No problem. I just love that you're talking about what a lot of people are thinking, and I like they're getting down to the root of where people should be. They're too much in their heads, and I think talking and thinking about um, what we should all be thinking about is our family and our friends, and I'm just really enjoying it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for calling in. You're welcome. And, um, yes, that's part of what, you know, I got this idea for this show, and it just was one of those ideas that hits, and and it's that spark, that wildfire kind of moment, and you say, whoa, that's the aha. And you say, well, this can really be something. And in my conversation with Russ, um, we found this really could be something. Um, And you look at building stronger communities, that's certainly at the the focal point of what we're trying to do. Um, We're going to talk about the news media. I'm going to have people on. I've got a commitment from somebody who works in the technology field um, uh, doing a lot of different computer, computer networking um, a computer networking type of function, and uh, you know, he's going to come on the show. And we're going to talk about how technology can be used uh, to unite people, be united for peace. Uh, there's um, another discussion about a, a guest to come on to talk about how radio, uh, TV, and film, uh, particularly the genre of film, can be used uh, instead of you know producing these violent and gory and graphic. Uh, feature type films, how we can produce feature films, which I've seen a real trend towards recently, uh, films that go away from that and focus more about real human interest stories, Um, uh, messages of peace and hope, and how we can utilize that medium uh, to accomplish that. So that's going to be part of, of this conversation as well. Uh, hope over despair. Uh, there's the, that whole sub theme. There's so much despair in this world when you look at you know, the uh, and there are shows out here on Life Coach Radio Network. You know, Sisters of the Diaspora. Uh, they covered this. Um, uh, you know, the um, uh, uh, different topics that affect families uh, and uh, violence, spousal abuse and um, uh, violence in relationships. They had a whole show recently uh, with people that had gone through uh, being uh, abused by a spouse or partner or or a boyfriend, girlfriend, and how they've come out of that and move forward. Uh, That was all part of a a show recently. Uh, So you look at all this despair 
there was another show here on Life Coach Radio Network where they where they talked about uh, heroin and opioid abuse, um, and you could just find that in our archives. Uh, and what does that do to society? And what does that do to families? Uh, the suicide epidemic. My wife and I have uh, known people. I've known a few people this year alone uh, that have had children that have committed suicide. And uh, on a personal level, that's that's a really big thing. What do we do to, to shift that? That's a huge issue. What do we do to reach these people? Uh, another colleague of mine had asked me, are you going to talk about the generational divide? Of course. You know, when you talk about uh, different generations of people, you talk about individualism and kind of that meism. you could say, well, younger people are like that. Uh, but older people can be, and people, you know, mid-age can be as well. It's a, a, an issue that affects us across those age groups, those age demographics. It's not just uh, pertinent to one demographic. And we like to paint with a brush and say, oh, you know, the um, millennials are like that, or the elderly people are like that, or baby boomers are, can be this way. Um, and, and I don't believe that that's true for a minute. I don't believe that. So generationally, there is a gap. How do you solve it? Uh, how do you reach people? I found in my own experience, my own journey, and in the journeys of others that I know, I have friends that are 20 years older than me, 25 years older than me, and I have friends that are 20 years younger than me. Um, and I'm really blessed, and I thought that that was a really um, unique aspect of my own life journey to bring to this conversation, this larger conversation, uh, about breaking down these divisions is I'm able to do that. And how was I able to do that? Well, it's on a one-to-one level. It's on a one-to-one relationship. It's getting down to that level with them. It's not making them feel bad. It's not making them feel like they're, they don't know what they're doing. It's not belittling or making their problems feel like they're not much uh, to deal with, that they're not big, quote-unquote, problems, because in their lives they are in their experience, in their existence, and where they are on their path, you know, something that seems like I remember from my own past as being not a big deal, and you almost want to tell them that, you know, that this too will pass sort of thing, as my grandfather used to always say. Um, that's not, for, for in their world, that's everything that's going on right now. That relationship or that career change or that rejection from a job, that's all they can think about. That rejection from another person, you know, maybe they try to be friends with somebody and they don't want to be their friend. That, that feeling of being rejected is, is dominating their whole worldview, their whole view of, you know, it's right in front of their face. It's six inches in front of their face. And that's all they can get around. So how do you do that? You reach out to them on a one-to-one level. You you listen. Uh, we talk a lot about active listening and coaching. It's active listening can be applied to anyone in life. Uh, the old saying goes, "We had two ears and one mouth." You know, we really should listen more than we speak. Uh, and how are we going to do that? How are we going to bridge those generational gaps? We're going to have a whole show on that. The generational divide here on Undivided. Um, resentment versus forgiveness is another big one I want to touch on, and I'm 
uh, just kind of going through some of the sub-themes um, and how we bridge those divides. Well, that's one way to bridge the divide on the generational, I think, is on a one-to-one -one level and being humble and having a lot of humility and a lot of respect. Uh, same with someone that's older than you. You know, it, the people that are older, they may not be working anymore. All they have going on is things that, you know, people that work and have families and have other things. You know, my friends complain to me a lot. They say, oh, you know, my parents are concerned about, you know, X, and I've got all these other things on my mind that are a lot more important. And while that may be true, it's important to them. It's important to their parent or their loved one or their grandmother, grandfather, uh, their aunt or uncle that, you know, isn't working anymore and doesn't and kind of can forget what that's like to commute to a job or run to a job or uh, travel for work and have a family and have to pay bills and do everything else we have to do on a daily basis. They can get disconnected from that. And again, it's what's in front of their windshield is, you know, something that we may think is really mundane, but to them is, is really important. So that's going to be a big uh, portion of that is, is, you know, not having that resentment. You know, we could, that could turn us to be, oh, you know, I resent so-and-so because they feel I have time for this and I don't. Or I resent so-and-so who, you know, has other things going on in their life and they don't realize what I have going on in mine. Well, how do we take it from there and bridge that divide? to say, okay, we have to get to a, an area of forgiveness. Uh, you know, the energy levels that IPEC talks about, you know, I'm an ELIMP, so it's an energy leadership uh, practitioner. And how do, you, how do you take that and shift that energy up to get to an area where you're willing to forgive? Uh, maybe not necessarily forget, because, you know, that hurt is a human thing. You know, I've been hurt just like anyone else, obviously, and, and it stays with you as much as I'm a forgiving person, as much as my religion and my own uh, makeup tells me to be forgiving to others. Because I always look at things from someone else's perspective, what it's like for them. I have a lot of empathy, what, it, what it's like for them in their shoes, so to speak. Um, not having that resentment, but sometimes it's hard. You know, you get, you get really tired, you get worn out, and that's, again, society trying to put those hooks into you and twist and turn on those pressure points and get you to be the person, not the best version of yourself, not the uh, best person that you could be to build a, a stronger family, a stronger community. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about building walls, you know, physical walls and other ones. Um uh, and and that's not right. That's that shouldn't be where we're focused upon. We should be focused upon how do we reach across and give out a helping hand to someone who is in need, um, someone who has a lot of problems. It's so easy to run away from that. You know, I pray each day, help me to not run away from the misery in myself or in in, in others. Help me to to run towards it and deal with it. You know, run towards that misery. That person that's upset, hurt, angry, may not want help. You know, it starts really small. It starts with, I am here for you when you're ready. 
I'm here for you, I understand, or I've been there. I've, I'm coming down on the hole with you, and together we're going to find our way out of it. That's what I'm talking about. And that's some of the things that we'll explore uh, here on the program as we move forward. Uh, I have another guest who I'm trying to get availability for in the summer who has done a lot of work on radio um, and has also done a lot of work in different industries uh, and has done a lot of volunteer work in uh, uniting people of different age demographics. So that's going to be uh, the guest for that particular uh, point on the map, so to speak. And then how do we find common ground to move forward? Uh, yeah, we're going to talk a lot about uh, finding, you know, forgiveness certainly is one thing. Healing is another. So you can forgive someone, but the next step is how, how do you heal? How do you heal that hurt and how do you move forward? How do you heal the pain of applying to eight jobs and getting rejected for all of them? How do you heal the pain of submitting your great next American novel or your great book idea that's so personal to you and have someone tell you that it's horrible or that it's no good? Yeah. You need someone and we need each other to build each other up and say, you know what? This might not have worked out for you, but another door is going to open or another window is going to present itself. Uh, or you may not know what the plan is now, but there is a grand design. There is a plan. And you have to keep walking that path, that path that we're all on. But we're on it together. You know, We're not on it separately, walking different roads up the same mountain. We're all going to the same place. And that's something that society wants us to think we're not. They want us to think that, you know, it's every man for themselves and carpe diem and all this other mumbo-jumbo. What's really important to focus upon is what we have in common. We're all alike in the way that we want what's best for our families. Most of us have a loved one, uh, a child, a husband or wife, a partner or spouse, um, or someone that they take care of take care of an elderly parent or an, um, an elderly uncle or aunt. Uh, they have a cousin who's ill or whatever your situation is. We all have someone that we're out there advocating for each day or working for each day. Um, and we're all trying to do the same thing. We all have our oars in the water trying to do our best to be the best person that we can be to support our families, uh, to you know, love our families. And a lot of that starts with, you know, what's going on at home and not looking at, you know, what that other person's done to us. You know, the family is a big, big focus right now. Uh, the disintegration of family is more the focus that I want to move away from and focus on the integration of family. Let's flip that. How are we going to make families more integrated, more harmonized? What does that do? Well, it takes a lot of sacrifice. And that's countercultural. Our culture doesn't tell us to, you know, sacrifice anything. You have to sacrifice your time, your attention, maybe your work, whatever that might be to be there for somebody. That's counter to what the culture talks about. 
what's also counter what the culture talks about is, you know, you have to go out there and take time for yourself, you know, and forget everybody else. Well, you know, everyone will say some leisure time for you, some mental health days, as they call them, are needed, especially if you do have a lot on your plate. And I'm not trying to discount that. Uh, leisure leisure activities are huge for people's overall well-being. I'm a big fitness person. I go to the gym every day. Uh, I'm big into that. I'm big into different sports. That's something that's helped me through a lot of issues in my own life with anxiety and other things. Um, and I believe it can help other people to, you know, really be more focused and driven. Um, and just when you feel better about yourself, you're able to do more. Society wants you to have that Big Mac and that large soda and lay on the couch and watch a movie. They don't want you empowered. You know, Wall Street, the government to some degree, um, or to a large degree, depending on who you talk to, uh, they all want you disempowered. They want you, you know, feeling lousy about yourself, going to bed each night thinking, well, how am I going to make it through the next day? They want to beat that faith and that hope out of you. They want to give you no hope. They want you to live in, in complete, what Matthew Kelly would say, living lives of quiet desperation. You know, at some job in some cubicle that you hate instead of being out in the world doing what you're meant to do. Um, now, I'm not no means saying that people should leave their jobs and go, you know, that's not for everyone to do. I know people that have done that and volunteered and done service work, and that's great but they had the ability and means to do that. And they had a plan for when they came back and, you know, they didn't have obligations at that point in their lives when they did. And it was, you know, the right decision for them. That's not for everybody. And we can't all be out there doing that and, and no one's supporting the economy either. At the same time, it, it takes a different viewpoint. It takes us looking at things differently. Um, and that's very important as we go down this path uh, towards breaking down those divisions that society puts on us. Uh, Wall Street, you know, how if you don't have money or nothing, you know, um, and, but we want all the money for ourselves. You know, they want to invite you to the club and not let you in. They want to ha dangle that carrot. You know, I remember when I graduated college, I'll backtrack a second here, as um, we're running towards, towards the end of our program, uh, believe it or not, but when I got out of college, I first graduated, I was interviewing in New York City for, uh, I was a public relations minor. Uh, I was a political science major, and I had done a few different internships in public relations, public affairs, that sort of thing. And I was interviewing a bunch of different places because I've networked with some people that went to my school that were in that um, that particular industry. And and uh, and that's fine. Some people work in it. They, that's very important work. I just finished uh, public relations type uh, work for someone recently. So it's, it's very important work, but it just wasn't for me. I, I remember sitting in the meetings thinking, this is the dangling carrot. They're like, oh, well, you know, if you, you 15 guys uh, work hard, you know, you'll be where I am today. And I'm looking at saying there's only one person that has my director's job, and everyone else is going to be the, the rats chasing that cheese and whoever does whatever the company wants them to do faster than anyone else and gets the right breaks and has my boss get promoted and is the, you know, the teacher's pet is going to get that job and everyone else is going to be working for whatever it was scale and grinding that wheel for years. 
And I looked at that saying, well, where's the incentive in that? And where's the value to that kind of work? Um, you know, for me, I didn't see it. I know other people have been very successful at it, but, um, and all well and good and all power to them, but it just was not for me. It did not, uh, sync with, with what, what I saw myself doing. Uh, but it's very much that way. You know, Wall Street wants to dangle that carrot, and that's where I'm going with that. They want you to think, oh, you know, you can have this. You're going to have an infinity pool in your backyard. Uh, not all of us are going to have that. Uh, in reality, very few of us will. And they want you focused on that and chasing those things. And at the end of the day, you know, I know people that have made a lot of money and they're completely miserable. And they say, you know what, I wish I did something that was more fulfilling to me on a variety of levels and I still could have supported my family. I wish I did a trade or whatever it is. And I've talked to a lot of people when I was kind of walking my own path and trying to figure out what I was going to do. So not a whole lot of money in writing. Uh, so I've always had secondary sources of income, uh, especially over the last couple of years. And that's led me down roads where I've met a lot of interesting people. I've been in customer-facing uh, types of uh, situations in the retail sector. And and you meet a lot of different types of people and network with a lot of different types of people. And that's contributed. And I've got colleagues that are across a wide age range. And that's contributed, one, to my viewpoint, my worldview, and uh, and has really shaped this idea and this concept moving forward. Because I see, you know, in, in my customers, I have you know, regular customers that come to see me, I'm involved in their lives. And I'm, I'm humbled by that, and I'm grateful for it. But I see what they're struggling with, and I would have never known that if I didn't do that work, if I wasn't working, you know, at night, on the weekends, and whenever. Um, and I've been really blessed that I can do that and uh, that I can work seven days a week. And other people see it as, oh, you know, that's a grind, and, and I get tired, don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's not about me. You know, um, uh, I'm blessed to be able to do it. There's people out there that don't have work and can't find it. So I've always checked myself when I find myself complaining about it. Uh, but those people have, have led me to a different viewpoint, the people that I work with and seeing what they struggle with and trying to get through school, whether it's college or graduate work, the loan structures and, you know, these things that are put in place by the banks and by, you know, uh, industry and by government to hold us down. You know, and we have to focus not on that, not on, hey, I've got X, Y, and Z bills coming in. We've got to focus on, okay, what are we going to do with the talents and the strengths that we uniquely have to build each other up, myself and others? How am I going to do that? How am I going to make, you know, Tom or Jane a better person? How am I going to reach them? And it's on their level. Uh, it's it's coming down to where they are. And if we do have, it's finding that common ground, which is what we're going to look for at the end of every show, is, is that, that common ground. What can, what can we find that we're more alike than we are unalike? And I know that was in a, I think it was a Google commercial, and it sounds cliche, but it's true. We are more alike than we are unalike. And um, that is really um, something that has to be at the forefront of what we're discussing here. 
we have to create a shared sense of community, and that's not going to happen overnight, but I'm hoping that with some of the guests I'm going to have on, with some of the issues I've explored as uh, a writer and journalist, um, and some of the people I've met through that, those outlets and networked with, and some of the information that comes into me um, that I've seen and read and heard, that I could contribute to that conversation and that dialogue and that raising that level of consciousness, which we talk a lot about in coaching, which is very important. We all have to raise our level of consciousness and to get to higher levels of energy to be more productive towards that effort of breaking that down. You know, So it all starts with faith, hope, and love. Those are the three core things. Are the three core tenets of every religion. Peace is another one. And we're going to talk about a, a lot about peace. I'm going to have someone on from the UN, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about peace and unity within people and different groups, whether it's across racial lines, uh, gender, whether it's age discrimination, uh, whatever it is. We're going to talk about all those issues. There's so many different divisions that society wants to put up. Well, how are we going to find peace and harmony and unity among each other? It's through faith over that fear of getting to know someone that's not like you. It's very different. The greatest graces in my life, blessings in my life, are getting over that fear and having faith and trusting and meeting people that are different than me and how that's enriched my life and the tapestry of, of my journey of my life. Um, having hope I've been in some real desperate times, and we all have. I've known people. I've heard stories, and and that hope. A friend of mine said to me the other day, you know, I need you because you have hope, and some days I have none. And that's not to build me up. It's it's just to say that this is this happened to me like two days ago, and I didn't expect that person to say that to me. You know, that's what I like about you. You have hope, and and there are days I don't have any, and I and I need that. Um, well, how do I get that to that person and how do I provide it to them? For right now, I'm, I'm that person in their life, but how do I eventually get them to feel that? How do I bridge that, that divide? We're going to talk about that. And how to find peace. There's so much violence. There's so much hatred. There's so much disrespect for life. And it starts with love, loving each other and loving our neighbors loving those who don't want to be loved. And that's not an easy conversation. That's not an, an easy issue to tackle. We're going to tackle it. We're going to have people on that um, have experience in these you know, relationships. Um, I'm trying to get a guy that I know that's a professional uh, counselor. Uh, I've got a guy that's uh, uh, got different background and uh, uh, different types of um, counseling for people going through those things. So we'll see if, if we could get certain people on the show to aid in that dialogue, because I'm certainly no expert on all these things, but I'm willing to start the conversation. So that's, that's my invitation to you. And we have about a minute left in Undivided, the premiere show, the big premiere show. And I'm your host, Frank J. Maduri. I'm going to be with you on this journey. This is my invitation to you to come with me. And I hope you will. I hope you'll come with me, excuse me, to find these answers to 
build people that are stronger, communities that are stronger, to overcome the societal barriers that are being put in place and the constraints that are being put in place on us. I'd like to thank our um, sponsor, Audible. Be sure to check them out. Uh, check out Audible at audible.com. Uh, awesome sponsor for us here at, at Life Coach Radio Network. And uh, be sure to check us out. As I, I said, our next show, um, before I go off, I want to mention that, our next show is we're going on a break because of 4th of July. I will be back with you on July 19th. That's a Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And I'm going to be on after that every first and third Wednesday of the month. So every first and third Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'll be with you for an hour from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern here on Undivided. Uh, so again, our next show, we're taking a break for two, about two weeks, and we'll be back on the air July 19th. I'm hoping to have uh, a really special guest for that program or part of that program and then have an interactive segment and talk about uh, peace and unity. Uh, faith over fear is going to be the first thing we tackle and how do we achieve peace in our communities. Uh, I'd like to thank Russ Terry uh, for his encouragement and support. I'd like to thank my family for encouraging me and supporting me to take this journey and to take this opportunity uh, to be a, a, a host here at Life Coach Radio Network. Uh, be sure to tune in for Think Tank, uh, noon on July 12th, Mark My Words of Mark Shaw, Sunday, July 2nd, at 9 p.m., and also Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda Stevens-Jones. Next episode is July 11th at 12 noon. Again, that's Making Inspired Choices with Linda Stevens-Jones. This has been Undivided, the premier show. Thank you very much. Be blessed and be well. <laughs>